Hi there, I'm Allison Hazelden, former child actor turned marketing consultant who eventually found her way back to acting. Now I'm pursuing my acting career while also teaching other creatives how to market themselves too. Here we talk about the mental, emotional, social, and business aspects of the entertainment industry that they didn't teach you in school. Think of me as your personal cheerleader, lovingly honest business coach, and yogi friend all mixed into one. I'm inviting you to join my circle of friends, both new and old, as we navigate the industry together. This is the It's a Slate of Mind podcast. Ever feel like you have a few months where everything is great, you're achieving your goals and feel well on your way to success? And then suddenly it's like a switch is flipped and everything is awful and you're hitting roadblocks at every turn. You are not alone, actor. Today we are talking about just that, navigating those extreme and often random highs and lows we all experience in this business and hear one actor's take on making it through. That actor is our special guest today, Nelson Vanilla. You might recognize Nelson as the hitman, also named Nelson, from the past few seasons of Ozark. His credits also include Black and Blue, The Haunting of Hill House, MacGyver, Creepshow, Star, and many more. He is incredibly talented and equally as kind, and I have learned so much from him in class and in our community. In this episode, Nelson opens up about his journey in the entertainment industry thus far, shares about why wellness and balance are so vital to success as an actor, and how he navigates through both the seasons of success and dry spells. Nelson has a magical way of speaking straight to the heart, so get ready to feel inspired by this powerhouse. Um, all right, so look, I, I, I was... I was actually born and raised in Camden, New Jersey, right? And it was the summer of 90 when I decided to move to Georgia. Now, my, you know, this was long before I ever dreamed of, of becoming an actor, right? This was just a move. There was someone here. I won't bore you with the details. <laughs> um, high school sweetheart. And... Um, <laughs> So fast forward, you know, I fall in love with Atlanta and, you know, I was just having a hard time. I had no idea where I was going. Mm. And, and it's unfortunate because, you know, I, I didn't go to school, so I didn't have any training. I didn't have a specific set of skills. You know, I was, I was fairly sharp, right? I was like, you know, a little, maybe a little sharper than the next guy. You know, I had some work ethic, so, um, you know, that kind of always stood out. It was a little faster, you know, but I was never really great at anything. And, mm. and you know, so I was kind of flailing through life instinctually, you know, instinctually, just kind of whatever was happening at that moment just tended to grab my attention and... You know, so I think I took the long route for sure to get to where I was meant to be. And, you know, it wasn't until, it wasn't until I got saved and, and established a relationship with God when things started to clear up, mm. right? 
I mean, I was contaminating myself with all kinds of stuff. I mean, not, you know, overly indulging, but I mean, yeah, I drank, I did drugs, whatever. And it fooled me into thinking that I wasn't that bright, right? Mm -hmm. Because it was just this veil and- the Fog. Yes, right? So when you're yeah. sitting through this fog, this, um, this, this impaired view of life, whether it's your view of others or whether it's your view of yourself, um, it wasn't real. Mm. And so I started going to this church in South Atlanta. And every time, I mean, you've been around long enough where you know when you become a part of something, um, you want to somehow find a way to contribute, right? So in any church setting, in any uh, community, in any company, there are divisions, right? In the church, there just happens to be ministries, and you tend to find a way to serve. So every Sunday, this specific church would put on these little two or three minute skits. And I looked at my wife and I was like, dude, I could do that, right? <laughs> just going, so I could get back, I just, you know. And I joined the drama ministry and I was, I was okay at it, you know. By that time, my memory had, my mind had cleared, right? So the smoke had cleared, the veil was lifted and you know, he, he, he exposed this world to me, this new world this, with, with a sense of clarity. And in this new world, I could be this actor. And I, it, it would have never dawned on me. I mean, that was just too, that's aspirational for wow. anyone, right? I so mean, you, never, you never did anything in the arts when you were growing up? Oh my gosh, that's what's really weird because I had a lot of friends in high school that were on the drama team. Oh, okay. And I was just a jock. Okay. Closet, doper, <laughs> baseball and football, and it just never intrigued me. We would go to all the, all the plays. Okay, really just to support crazy. your friends though. Yes. Okay. And I mean, we did Greece one year, which was massive in Cherry Hill, uh, New Jersey. So it, was, it wasn't anything that turned me off. I was just mm. like, I'm not an actor. Yeah. You know? Um, Until so, you found these skits. And, and that's what it was. And again, I'd like to think that it was just a genuine way for me to be a part of something and say, hey, let me help. I can contribute. Mm. And who knew that I would be, at that point, basically just a good memorizer, right? Because that was just the basics of what I thought. Up until then, I was a fairly good liar, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and, and again, it was just applying a specific set of skills to something, you know, that could probably help people. Right. Um, so what, what led you to the jump then, then to, to take it as a, as a career? Oh gosh, so we were around back one day talking about just the skits that we were doing and, and my wife says, you should, um, you should get an agent. And I was like, no, really? <laughs> no, I can't do that. I think, 
And she was like, yeah, why not? And, and, and again, remember, this is like 04. Okay. Right? So long so before. still early for Atlanta. Oh my gosh. She was like the yeah. embryo stages long before any Georgia incentives. I mean, everyone at that point were doing industrials, um, you know, training videos, indies for sure, traveling maybe met in forth to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Her resume uh, supported it, maybe even New Orleans. But it was, there was nothing you know, um, happening here to make me think I could be this actor. Uh, so I found an agent. It's, oh gosh, this is, this is a great story actually. <laughs> so I found an agent back then, you, you know, certain agents would have open calls twice a month, right? right. First and last Tuesday of the month. Um, so I found this agent, she agreed to see me. Now mind you, I had no resume, I had no headshot, I had no idea what I was doing. I just thought, okay, I'm going to be an actor. Give it a shot. How hard can it be, right? <laughs> so I'm there, and, and, and I don't even remember being nervous. You know, I just remember being excited mm. because this was just the first step. This was just another step. Um, I was going to be rich and famous. I knew that, <laughs> right? I was going to give everyone the middle finger. I was still very hostile at this point. I hadn't mm. completely said that. Um, it's so, sorry. It is so hard for me to imagine you as being hostile, <laughs> <laughs> which I know is crazy because you, you play a lot of those characters, but like in my mind, you were just the sweetest. So that's so funny. Well, and, and it's at some point, we'll, yeah, we'll touch on that. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, the whole you know, your niche and your type and all of that, that works for everyone. And, and you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be uh, hostile to that, right? It's what keeps us working. Um, anyway, she gave me a cold read and said, I'll be back in 15 minutes. And there was just a handful of us there. I'd, I'd, I'd never done the cold read before. I, I didn't even know what the term meant. Oh my gosh. But, Again, I was sharp enough to kind of deduce, okay, so they're reading. I guess, I, I guess we're just going to do this, and she's going to give me a few minutes. It was horrible. She gave oh, me no. a commercial. She gave me an insurance commercial, and I did it, and, and, and I did it. So I, I did like this dramatic read because I thought that's who I was, right? I didn't know the distinction. I had, I had no idea of how to distinguish commercial mm. drama to, to come. It was just all this one. And she told me so. She's like, that's, that's really terrible. <laughs> and she says, your headshot is terrible. And you have no resume. And... You know, so you know, I, I remember like the excitement starting to leave at mm. that point. Um, but she said, you know, you're not bad looking. <laughs> um, why do you, are you serious about being an actor? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I want to be an actor. And then she took the next 30 minutes and put me on the path. Mm. I mean, she, at that point, said, if you're serious about being an actor, take some acting classes, pick up any book you can find, read, dive into this craft. 
and she pointed me to a couple of studios in town. There, there, were, there weren't as many as, they are, as, as, as there is today. Um, but by God, I, I followed her instructions to the letter. And I was lucky enough to find a studio with some real actors in it. And I, I think it only took a few weeks for them to strip away this, this wall, this veneer that I thought mm. I had. And, and this specific teacher um, was really hard on me. And, 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 and I knew that he had to be, and, and I owe a lot to him for, for doing that, for stripping away these false pretenses that I had, right? I mentioned earlier, I wanted to be an actor because I wanted to be rich and famous, and I wanted to give everyone the, the, the middle finger. And in the midst of the pursuit of that, I fell in love with this thing, this art that the people around me um, exposed me to. Mm. And I loved, I, I wish I could drop all their names. Um, they're all Atlanta actors, and yeah, I'm sure you've seen them all. And I was fortunate enough to come up in like a freshman class, if you will, right? Just yeah. to kind of be in the midst of these people. And I was like, oh my God, like that's what acting is. That's what's acting. I mean, what I was doing was like pretending. And I get chills thinking about it because uh, I think that was the beginning. Mm of, of um, the wake up call that it didn't really matter. Like put all those things aside, bro, because those things will get in your way. If you wanna be an actor, you honor it, right? You honor right. the person you're with, um, the teacher who's taken the time to share with you. Uh, and um, that, that was more liberating than the idea uh, or this concept of being rich and famous. Like, what does that mean? You know, I barely recognized that idea or that guy, thank goodness, um, because it, I think it frees a person. Hmm. Right? When you and I can be here and we can remove ourselves from the outcome of whatever it is that we're doing, right? You and I have been in some pretty high stake situations where the implications might be super great. But if I can't separate myself from that, I sure as hell can't be here in this moment when it really matters because that's really not real, right? I mean, it's there, it's a possibility in a realm but your, your, your most important uh, job and position is here and now with you. Right. If you can do that, then that doesn't matter as much. Yeah. I love that. And I love that, that you described that because um, having seen your work in person and on screen, I feel like that comes through mm. in 
every time you step up to the plate to, to perform. And I think that's, um, it's, it's magical. I think it creates just those magical present connections, right? It's, it's look, I've, I'm very careful when I say that I've been very fortunate, but there's no doubt about that. But I've worked really hard to get here. So there's no accounting for luck. That is absolutely part of what we do. Uh, but you definitely put in the work. Yeah. And you surround yourself with people that you believe in. And again, I've been lucky enough to have these people that we share close relationships with, right? that have always been there. When I've been wandering, lost, struggling on this journey of ours, I've always been able to look up and find that post, right? That light post to shine the way. Mm. Um, oh, screw it, I'm just gonna say. Drama Inc. has been one of the brightest lamp posts in my career. Um, and, and specifically two teachers in, in, um, in drama, Inc., Scott and Claire, have always welcomed me, right? Because I've always dropped in, kind of gotten clear, gotten my North Star back in alignment, and then been able to get back to work. Sure. Uh, for whatever reason, right? Uh, something got booked or whatever, and there I go. Um, and inevitably, you know, that runs its course. And in the past, I've found myself on that dark road again. Mm. And sometimes it happens faster. Um, the, the awareness, but you know, a lot of times we go so deep into ourselves that it's really hard to see these people that are willing able to say hey man we're here yeah you know? uh, absolutely absolutely that's what they've done and it's been great so, but to square the point on the road you know I've, I've been able to work with some people that say hey for whatever it's worth we like nelson in this role right and he plays it well and he doesn't have to he doesn't have to work too hard right so when you're on when you're working and you have a director or someone that simply has to nudge you one way, as opposed to just completely lifting you up and putting you on another track, it means that on occasion, all you have to do is show up, be prepared and professional. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of value in that. Absolutely. And I feel like you are such a good example of that with your career and, um, and just how you show up. Like, I think mm -hmm. those are showing up in our community and in class and um, at local events and things with that same philosophy that you show up to set, I think speaks volumes. And, um, and I totally agree. I've had similar experiences where leading with that yeah. has resulted in that luck and that those opportunities. Um, just because you're, you're coming from that foundation. It is. And, you know, it's, it's, you're, so we're, if we're not careful, at some point we may get to a point where we feel entitled to be somewhere. 
mm. or to a role. Um, and and that's, that's a very dangerous place to be. Um, if, if you decide to take a role that's offered to you, then show up, right? And do your job. And believe me, people notice. You know, I know there's a lot of people on set and everyone seems really busy and <laughs> unaware of anything that's going on outside of their peripheral. But people notice, you know, and, and that is the, the attitude that, that I've taken on early on. And you know what makes that easy is working your way up the ladder, right? Today, it's very easy for someone to catapult and even skip certain levels because we're in this self-taping age, yep. right? So if I'm lucky enough to score an agent early on in my career and I go and I have a badass acting coach who also happens to be the guy that tapes me, then damn, we could probably put on some really nice stuff and get my way onto a show. I didn't, I wasn't privy to that. I mean, I'm literally cop number two, cop number three, Soldier number one, <laughs> soldier number two. And it was, I, I think, the natural order of things. Yep. The problem with that, with that was, you know, we want things to, we want things to happen faster. We want to get there. Um, but not all of us are willing to trust the process. Sure. And, and allow it to bring us up. Right. right? And, and, and we've, you know, during this downtime, we've been privy to some forums, whether they be podcasts or Zoom meetings, where these casting directors are sharing these things with these young actors, with these, you know, seasoned actors and, or whatever, of what it's like to trust the process and allow it to work itself into your career and how much, um, it's not any easier, but it's a little bit more understandable. Yeah, it's right? more accessible. Like, yes, like I can wrap my mind around that concept. If I, I slow down enough to receive it. Right. Right, Nelson, I could never have brought you onto this show back in 04 when you were screaming at me to be on that <laughs> show. Imagine had I done that, it might have actually delayed what you were able to do. Um, so when we're able to do that, then we can be at a certain place and be more appreciative, understanding of the process when we're here, um, and certainly more present yeah. as this is happening. You know, <laughs> it's, it's hard, it's, you know, yeah. It's really, really hard to get here at any level. And I heard a director say that one day. We were shooting a film, um, Let's Be Cops, back in 012. Might have been like the biggest, like my biggest film role today. Luke, Luke Greenfield uh, was directing, it was Jake Johnson. Um, oh, nice. and, and, and someone had asked Luke, like, dude, why are you always smiling? And he was like, 
it's hard to get here. So when you're here, you better enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and that man that stuck with me from that saint from that day because there were some really hard shoots on that film. Most of the stuff we were doing were were nightclub scenes. So we were our call times were like four, five, six o'clock in the afternoon. So all overnights. <laughs> so you knew that you were going to be working overnight. And a few of those nights I had to work the next day because I still mm. had legacy outdoor living. So I pulled up at least one or two 24 hour, I think once I did a 36 hour. And I was like, wow, man, like I, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. Like imagine imagine the alternative to that right um so it's it's hard to get here and um so appreciate it yeah i feel like that's and that's i feel like a a perfect segue into what we want to talk about today which is those seasons of dry spells and success and navigating them while really caring for our well-being And I feel like, you know, you have had a really, as you mentioned, a a career that was built on building blocks. And I feel like this year has been a really big year for you. So how, let's start with maybe the success side of it. Um, You know, how has that been for you kind of going from, all right, we're doing COP1, we're doing COP2, we are building each step of the way to having a year with between, you had black and blue this year, right? And then Ozark came out for season three and you're getting a lot of attention for that, man. How, how are you handling it? How is it going? Still, it's the full, it's, it, it's all integrated, right? Yeah. And I, I think the early modest steps as you surround yourself with these people on set. And again, I've also been very fortunate to be able to work with actors that had like these open spirits, right? Mm. I mean, we, we've all grown up with people that, that inspired us, right? Whether they're baseball idols or, or maybe it's someone in a band or a director and we've always been forced to admire them from a distance right whether it's on a radio might be a concert play clearly a tv show or a film it's a very rare rare situation when you're actually invited into the sphere that you've been forced to admire from a distance for so Mm. long then you're in the sphere and all of a sudden you get to experience this sense of humanity. And it's this blessing because you have no idea, right? You just have this perception of this right. persona and who this person may or may not be. And then you're in, you enter into this place and you're blessed because then you get to share this human experience with everyone and Again, depending on what you're doing that day. If you're a day player, you're usually in and out. And you act accordingly. You know, you show up, right. do your line, you do your couple of lines, you wait, you go to work, and you do it patiently, and you do it as, as professionally as you can. 
and then you're invited and you're, you score recurring and then you get to come back and it's more of a, um, a community at that point, a family, right? You come back and everyone's waving, yo, what's up, how you been? And you pick up how everyone deals mm. with the situation, right? Whether it's the hours, whether it's location, whether it's hot, whether it's cold, whatever. <laughs> And again, through this process, you pick up the ability to adjust to where you're at. Um, so that when the call, when you do get the offer, right? And a lot of times you don't really know what this offer is. I mean, we're still in the business of auditioning right. for a living, right? There's no doubt about that. Um, so when you get the call, whether it was, uh, Let's Be Cops or, 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 or Black and Blue, um, I kind of had a sort of a little bit of insight because Megan Lewis kind of filled me in on that. Um, but I had no idea how big a role right. we tape a small portion of it that could be knocked out in a few days. I had no idea how often I would be with Tyrese or Naomi or Frank Grillo. Um, and they were all amazing, graceful, open, giving, you know, um, same thing with Ozark. Funny thing is, season two, no one told me it'd be recurring. Like, why didn't you tell me that, by the way? <laughs> right? So, you know, we're, Susan, we're shooting episode one, we're rap, everyone's getting a show rap. I'm not getting a show rap. I feel kind of left out. All right, all right, that's cool. Let me go say my thank you. So I pull, I'm waiting in line to, to, just say thank you to Jason. And he's like, dude, we're not done with you yet. And I was like, like oh, what? <laughs> all right. I'm playing it cool. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, whatever. I knew that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. No one had any idea. I mean, Chase right. might have known to a certain extent. Um, but I, I mean, I had no idea. So you keep coming back and, and you do your job to your, you know, it's look. Humility to me is very important mm. because it's the only counter reaction you have to this this ego thing that could be sure. destructive, right? Would you say that's kind of what you zero in on to kind of keep you grounded through the those success times? I think it has to be, but there's such a delicate dance. Yeah. Right? As an as an actor, you have to have a certain amount of grit, a certain amount of tenacity, a certain amount of confidence, mm -hmm. right? I think Brian, Brian Cranston, Brian Cranston described it as an actor's ego. That is, you have to believe in yourself. Right. Um, but it's not about, you know, like an egotistical thing. It's just a self-belief. And there's, again, a very delicate dance right because you want to go in you want to do your job and you want to you want to you want to instill confidence in whoever it is that you're reading for um so that you're no longer a gamble right and so you know throw all that together you sprinkle a little grace on there and a little humility <laughs> and it helps me stay centered mm. um because we all know, right? It's about 
you know, these peaks will happen, these valleys will happen. We have no, we have very little control over them. Right. Um, so I like the highs, they're great. Um, and I like to share them as often as I can, but it also helps, it also helps to have, I guess a side gig, right? The company that I run helps me sustain um, myself, my family, you know, all of these things for a lot of us make it very difficult, man. I've known some super talented people that have just not been able to do it because I got a nine to five and I got a new daughter and I just got married and it's, um, it's a difficult thing to see. Right. So you have to have something that sustains that. So I happen to have the best of both worlds. I get to create for legacy, these living spaces for people in their backyards. And I'm still sort of creating and designing. So there's still that mentality, that mindset. Um, but then I, it also provides the platform for me to do um, what I truly love. And mm. that is to help someone uh, tell a story. Yeah. I love it. So then on, on the flip side then, cause I think that was like a perfect answer for, for navigating those high times, but what about the low times when, I mean, you know, you know, we all have seasons, whether it's a few mm. weeks or a few years even mm -hmm. that are just dry seasons and it's just slower than, than we like. And what are, what are some things that you've learned in, in those seasons and, and how have you, maintain your focus and and caring for your well-being so that you're ready for when the next high season right. kind of comes around i don't think it's any one thing i think it's it's a combination of things i mean i think first and foremost you have to find a way to to stay active right so the community is massive right the atlanta acting community has been amazing um and then if you have your studio that you go to where you're going to exercise, you're going to work out these kinks. That's the time to really, mm. you know, that's the time to get back into class. Hopefully you haven't left, but if you're working, it happens. Sure. Um, hopefully you have a studio that, that has room for you and lets you come back during these times because if it, the grind in and of itself can can be man it can be a, an, an outright assault on your spirit right mm -hmm. especially today when it is literally possible for me to turn in five six seven eight tapes a week or on any given week now do the numbers on that right i mean you know, unless you're booking ratio, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Being realistic, that could, that could last a while. So, and that has an effect on you. Right. So in order to counter that, you have to get in class. You have to be able to find someone that you can share it with, right? Mm. I mean, someone that, that understands what you're going through when we're right. having coffee, right? Like how, what are you doing? Like, how, how are you managing that? 
right? And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm reading, right? I journal. Um, I have to find a way to go inward mm. to, to remind myself that even in the midst of all of this, um, you are wrapped in like all this care and grace from everyone around you that cares for you, right? These are the people that fuel and energize your journey. And every now and again, you got to remind yourself that you've also given birth to their hope and their faith. Because as they're seeing, it's like this reciprocal thing, right? But what we do is, is sometimes one-sided because there's no one there reading with me. I'm, you know, I mean, you might be coaching me and I have my coaches and I have my class, but when it comes to it, I got to show up. Right. I feel like I'm the one failing. If I don't get something, I don't blame it on Crystal or, <laughs> or Scott or Claire. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, I like to think that, hey, it wasn't meant for me. It was meant for that guy. And congratulations, bro. Right on you. Right. Um, but you're only human. You know what I mean? And, and this isn't automatic. This isn't an automatic response you know, despair, fear, doubt, those things can be pretty automatic. Mm. I have to intentionally instill faith, joy, acceptance, and, and gratitude that I'm here. That's the hard part. Right. You know? And if I can manage that, then those valleys don't go as deep as they might regardless of the time span, right? Because sure. now time isn't exaggerated by despair, right? It's the whole logic of relativity, right? Yeah. If things are going terrible, then time slows. Things are going fast. Oh my God, <laughs> I just blazed through a year because we've been working. It's the damnedest thing. It's so unfair. Yeah. So for me, if I can, again, in those times, remind myself of, of who I am, my relationship with God, where I want to be, and the fact I may not be where I want to go or where, not, where I want to be, but thank God I'm no longer where I was. Absolutely. Um, there's just small little truths, small little principles that you have to remind yourself, and they build. Mm. they build on top of one another and then you know it's a process and um sometimes it's like minute by minute others it's just every couple of hours i gotta remind myself um there's nothing unique we've all gone through it whether it's trauma in our lives uh we have to all find a way to deal with with these things um and it's important for me when I'm reading, when I'm journaling, when I'm sharing, um, the spiritual side of what we do um, and how we do it. Because that, that was not taught early on. No. You know, there's a science, yes. That's what I love about what Crystal does. She uniquely combines the science of the human anatomy with the spiritual 
aspect of the human experience, right? She goes, here, you're just behaving. That, 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 that to me was helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that. And thank you so much for sharing your process Mm. Um, because I think it's so helpful for us to realize that we all experience it and um, there's nothing wrong with feeling those low feelings and having those low seasons, but it's all about, I love that idea that you, you have these practices that you put into place to prevent yourself from sinking so deeply into it that you can't get out and get trapped in that time loop kind of a thing. I think that is such a key takeaway is to act before you get to the bottom. Do you have, um, you know, maybe not in those low seasons, but just like on the day to day, do you have like a set routine that you kind of keep in play to keep yourself running, running smoothly? I think it's important, especially today. And, and, you know, there's always a sense of uncertainty in life. And then you throw on these other things. And, and I think anyone would do well to do their best to stick to their routine, right? So whether you're up at five, you're gathering your wits about you, you're reading maybe a chapter or two, you squeeze in your workout, you hop on your emails. If you can find a way to hold on to that then you can easily you can easily drop in some of these other principles right Right. because again um it's you know it's this combination thing right it's our mind it's our emotions it's it's our bodies and they they sometimes war against each other Mm -hmm. And, and when our mind is warring against our emotions because we're feeling something that we shouldn't be feeling, you're such an ass, you're doing well, why are you feeling that way? You know what I mean? You, you have to find a way to, to, to kind of moderate that. Um, routine, exercise, diet, all of those things can be fairly easy because they're, you know, it's, 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 it's the physical, um, but it's the emotional and the mental, I think, that, that we may labor against, you know, the most. I don't think I've ever, I haven't done much outwardly that's ever helped me feel better inwardly, <laughs> if that makes sense, right? Okay. I can throw on my favorite leather jacket and I might feel good for like two seconds until I go out and then like the mind starts working again. That's right. a trivial. It's a trivial example, but it's for me. I think if if you work on the inside, right, grounding yourself to something spiritual, um, and and having that mentally prepare yourself and expose these truths mm. that have been around for centuries. By the way, it doesn't matter. I don't care if it's Socrates. Uh, Marcus Aurelius, it doesn't matter. Philosophers, Anne Frank, Alice Walker, they've all, they've all set these truths out as clues for us. And all we have to do is just like raid a library or the internet or whatever to find 
these tools that will walk you through how you could possibly do it. This is how we did it. This is a very unique and organic process, but we're all fairly wired the same way, right? The same things that might interest me could interest you. Um, the same things I have doubts about, you could, you could also share those things. So this is how we fill this arsenal of weapons to fight against what wars against us, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, physically, um, and it makes you a better person, it makes you a better human being. If you're a better human being, then you're more at peace with yourself. You can be more still, which means when you're asked to do something, then you're present. And that, I think, is the hardest part of being an actor is integrating yeah. all those things and remove. If I could get out of my own effing way, <laughs> I think I'm my own worst enemy at times. Hmm. You know, I, I took this course years ago. This guy named Kirk Baltz he used to come into LA. His big thing was um, Reservoir Dogs. If you ever seen, okay, yeah. He's the cop that got his ear uh, bitten <laughs> off, and he would come to Atlanta years and years ago, and he was a big thing, and he would put on these weekend intensives. Hmm. And he said, "Nelson, man, what do you want?" I was like, man, I just want to be great at something. You know, I've always been like a good dad or a good worker or good this. I've never really been great at anything. He was like, dude, you're already great. Just get out of the way. And, you know, it seems simplistic, you know, and maybe it's designed to be so. But if you can equip yourself with all of these things, and remove your ego and yourself out of the equation, um, then I think you could do well. If nothing else, you have a better time, <laughs> right? Yeah, less doing. stress. Oh my gosh. I mean, we're just kind of getting to that and we've been getting, you know, talking for a few minutes, but you know, I know a lot of actors that don't have a good time um, for whatever reason mostly because they think they're not booking or whatever. Um, but um, I started having way more fun when I took myself less seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh. So much, yeah. You oh yeah. I mean? That was the big and, and switch for me. If the wrong person hears that, they're like, oh, well, Allison isn't taking this serious. That's not true. It's not true. I mean, you have all these things and now you remember that this is a process um it's there's no final product so you can let yourself off the hook right more often than you normally would and again it's counterintuitive it doesn't make sense to anyone to go you don't care i'm like actually no i do care <laughs> but i care enough to know that if i you know if i don't lighten up a little bit that this is gonna steal right your essence like who cares about how great an actor you, you are man i want to see allison mm -hmm. like if i could see you then that's all that really matters right i mean and and again it's counterintuitive like we get in our own way at times um and i think that's what a, a lot of you know the people that that i've surrounded myself with have, have helped remind me 
and say, hey, just remember, um, glad we're here. Yeah, oh, I love that. And I, and I think that that idea is so good for literally every single one of us, no matter how long we've been in the business or not. I think that's, and it's not something that you like arrive at. I think it's something you have to continually work on and remind yourself of. Yeah. Um, but I think it makes such, just such a, a visceral difference it's in, in your you audience's experience and yours. Yeah. No, you made a really good point. And that is, I don't think you, I don't think you ever truly get over it. And I don't, I don't think you ever really should. Because mm-hmm. I know I'm never more than like a breath away than making some dumbass mistake that could cost me whatever. So for me, I have to be on alert, mm. um, not to take anything for granted. Right. I mean, you slip up once on a set, on a job, doesn't matter where you are, in an office, you can be yeah. anywhere and say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, respond, react the wrong way because of whatever, and it could cost you. Um, but if you have a strong belief system, that has helped sustain you, even carry you through the valleys and surely sustain you and that you never kept more than, you know, there's never further away than arm's length, even in the peaks, um, then, then I, I, you know, I, I think you would do well because, you know, it, it helps remind you how hard you, how hard you worked to get here and how easily it can just, you know, not necessarily be taken from you, but, you know, you find yourself without a job for whatever. Oh, I love that. I feel like that is the perfect place to leave everyone. (laughs) Um, Because I literally, Nelson, I know I tell you this all the time. I just get so inspired every time I get to talk to you. And I feel like all of our listeners are feeling the same exact way. Um, So how can all of our listeners connect with you or support some of your upcoming projects? Oh my gosh, Uh, it's easy, right? I'm at NelsonBX13 at um, Instagram or Twitter. Um, You know, on occasion, uh, I'll like post or repost something that's either coming out, if Ozark came out with a cool promo, I'll kind of post it. Um, strangely enough, this, this paper in the UK has been posting like these crazy fan theories <laughs> about Ozark. And for whatever reason, they're really uh, captivated by my role on the show. So they're, they're fans on Reddit and on Twitter um, and even some on Facebook just coming up with these scenarios about what season four could look like, what and why he did this, and maybe he didn't do that. So every now and again, I'll get an alert that another story dropped from the UK Express. Um, so I reached out and I'm like, do you? I was like, it kind of feels weird because it feels like I'm kind of soliciting you, but you're already putting out all this material and you haven't even spoken to me yet. She was like, no, 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 my God, of course, of course, let's do an interview. (laughs) did like this long form interview and she's been breaking it into like fan theories. So I posted a few and I think 
you know, I'm, I got this weird feeling that I'm just kind of oversaturating this. Like, no, the people, the people love you, Nelson. (laughs) I mean, I just a little bit of restraint. So, um, well, hopefully Corona will, hmm. you know, settle down and you can actually go and shoot season four at some point here soon. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. Rumor, you know, nothing has been officially mentioned, released. Netflix hasn't gone officially to say season four. There were some rumors going around. Um, I feel good that once they get specific guidelines that everyone can get behind, um, that, that Ozark will be back. Uh, that's just a feeling, um, because it is, look, forget, forget about the fact that I'm on the show. I mean, it's, it's just a great show. Yeah. They're, They're amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Nelson, so, so much for being here and for sharing uh, with our audience. I, I just cannot thank you enough. <laughs> it has been my absolute pleasure, Allison, again, um, just watching you. I've always admired what you did in class. Then when I found out what you did um, through Slate of Mine, I was like, man, this chick is, she's, this is where it's at with her. Oh, so thank you. When, when I had a chance to do this, I, I just jumped at it. So I appreciate you taking the time. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Be good. Nelson is such a gem and I can't thank him enough for sharing his heart and wisdom with us in this episode. I'm constantly inspired by him and his ability to zero in on the present moment in real life and on screen. And I think it's a a beautiful reminder for all of us to give the present moment our full attention, to make the most of every breath, every opportunity. You never know where it might lead. If you haven't already, be sure to check out Nelson on Ozark. And if you want to hear more incredible guests on the show like Nelson, would you pop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review? It doesn't have to be fancy, but it seriously helps ensure that It's a Slate of Mind continues on. On that note, I will catch you on the next episode. Cheers. We just flew through another episode of the It's a Slate of Mind podcast. Consider that another check off your to-do list today. Want more from the podcast? Get more tips and tricks, free resources, courses, and inspiration at allisonhazelden.com. You can also get connected with the It's a Slate of Mind community on social media at It's a Slate of Mind.